This recording is part of a series of teleclasses with Venerable Tahani Iwahu. Venerable Tahani participated as a guest facilitator in Reverend Jennifer Hadley's year-long Masterful Living course. For more details and information, please go to beautywayproductions.com. Every sentient being 
basically calls for the same things. These uh, things, they at first appear to give us satisfaction, and then over time, uh, we may lose our taste for them or find we do not want them as we thought. In this field of potential, when we set an intention to bring something forth, that intention, when it is infused with compassion that all beings may have what they need, and the recognition that abundance is within us, that joy is within us, and it is uh, arising continuously, with this mindset and also the commitment that we share our good fortune with others, then abundance, joy, good relationships arise within our lives. When we are younger people, we seek to have a good education, to find uh, partners to walk along beside us, and we may think that that is an end result, yet the good partner is a mirror of the goodness within and our willingness to share the love that is our natural state. So how can love be a natural state? Consider that it is a coherent universe, that the energy potential from whence even the subatomic particles arise has a cohesive energy that sustains the dream we call reality. When we understand this cohesion, this magnetism is also another name for love. So what we are thinking magnetizes the results in our lives, and we can believe uh, the conditioned view of reality that there is only this much water, only this much food, or we may recognize that with a well-tended garden and respect for the element of water as a symbol of our own pristine awareness, that we may continuously manifest a great harvest. So how do we harvest the seeds of good? We harvest them first by considering what we've received and making an offering in thought and also in action that others may have what they need. The most important part of the harvest is the weeding from our mindset so that we recognize the beauteous plants in the field to weed from our mindset those thoughts of limitation. Certainly, it appears there are physical limitations in this dream, and the body changes over time, and we are also inspired by legends of so-called immortals, those who have not confined themselves to one edie of time, 
those who recognize time as arising in the moment, past, present, and future. So we have also been inspired by remarkable beings, great teachers who have walked the earth and who inspire us. And their voice and their wisdom also is directly accessible in the garden of our heart-mind awareness. So the wisdom of the great teachers of the past is also something that echoes within each of us when we allow the concept of I to fall away and to recognize that we are expressions for a moment of an individualized being, yet not separate from the vast field of potential. Through the energy of love, what one has conceptualized and visualized and then energized with the prayer that all beings may have what they need then arises within our lives. And so what was first the love of our sweetheart also grows into loving awareness that each person has value, that each person has wisdom. So what does it mean to conceptualize and to visualize? To conceptualize that we accomplish the, the great task of realizing our awakened nature and to make the commitment that we will strenuously pursue the realization of this wisdom mind. That is a first step and it is supported by our recognition that every being is a relative in the dance. And then, just as the gardener has prepared the land and then prepares for harvest, we also are mindful of the seeds we've planted of speech, thought, and action, and mindfully harvest the result that is energizing for every being. So on a simple level, we think, I want to understand my mind. I want to understand the universe and how it is an expression of mine. And on a more basic level, we say, I want to have a safe place to live, good water to drink. And so that concept and that idea of what is a safe place to live is energized by our willingness to move within and accept it. So at an earlier age, we were taught to consider what do you wish to accomplish in three days, three months, three years, and how will it benefit all those you know and even those beyond the horizon. And so we would visualize ourselves by our doorway, a familiar place, and consider 
the state of our mind three days from now as we are accomplishing a particular result. So as a child, it would be to do well on a school examination, perhaps. And as you leave the house, you recognize, ah, you see the test results, you understand the material, it is alive within you. Then you consider how you will apply that information. Seven days, three months, three years, how what you studied for is understood and actualized into the future and the ways in which it benefits all our relations. So visualization gives form to the potential that is within us. Also, the commitment that what we learn will also be shared with others. So this young person learning about the ability of the mind understood that by visualizing the result that was thought, the result arose and the means arose. So we can consider a world of beauty, of people working cooperatively. It certainly has been the, the guidance of many of the world's great teachers. And it is supported by kindness, by love, by compassion. So we learn to understand, and as we understand, we recognize that we are relatives to one another. So conceptualize a world of beauty. Conceptualize a particular result. And consider the ways in which all your relations will benefit. And see it as it is done. In this way, our potential is guided into skillful pathways of actualization. Conceptualize, visualize, and do what needs doing, all magnetized by the prayer that every being benefits through what you learn and what you do. So that is a great harvest. It is a harvest of understanding that what we call for, it is arising around us, through us, all the time. In the past, we may have thought that others had a particular gift or that situations were an obstacle to one's own realization. And in this view, we can be caught in the dichotomy of politics and the dichotomy of not enough, too much. Better to rest in the heart that understands all appearances arise from this great field of potential. Uh, in July, in Switzerland, people sought to find what they called the guard particle, 
in fact, what they have found is a field of awareness through which we are all understood and through which we manifest potential. So this God particle is a field of awareness, not just a particle, it is the energy potential arising from space that is the natural state of each and every one of us. For a moment, like bubbles, we arise individually looking and then we subside again into that field of awareness. What is good to cause no harm? This we understand, to speak the truth, to not take what is not given, to cause no divisiveness, to energize wisdom potential in all, not to disparage others, because to do so is to disparage oneself. We can think of the seven deadly sins. We can think of many of the codes of right relationship. Hammurabi's code was a doorway for people's understanding the power of our mind and our speech. So as we remember this field of vast potential, one recalls they are a spiritual and sovereign being, are no longer necessary to abdicate that spiritual authority to some outside idea or some appearance of other, wiser to settle into the understanding that we are the dreamers and the dream. Having this gift of the human body, this opportunity to explore as a bubble, a particle of the vast field for a moment, it can be forgotten and even in the forgetfulness is the knowledge that we are one. Gathering seeds of good, it means recognizing those people who have supported us, those plants that give us life, the foods we, we eat, the people who bring that food to us. All this is recognized as a gift and a continuous abundant harvest that flows to us. And what we offer first is our appreciation for all these beings who are our parents and our dream mates and the co-creators of this dream. And we ourselves make the commitment to awaken in the dream so that the suffering that has arisen from grasping at this or that falls away and we recognize that it is an infinite universe and that all we may wish for, it is here. Now, we can wish that somebody behave in a way that is pleasing to us and that is silly. 
because it is denying the opportunity of choice for every being in the dream. We can recognize what we choose to be and energize the awakening potential within ourselves to come forward as skillful action. And this is wise, and we see results. So what is good? All things are good. It is our separation and our forgetfulness of what is within us that is not so good. In speaking with many elders over the years, I noticed that people would not use the word uh, evil or bad. They would use the word good or not so good. And uh, this often puzzled me. And as an older person now these days, I understand the power of that thought, that all appearances have arisen from what is good, and it is uh, not so good when it is forgotten. So what do we choose in this great time as we approach uh, December 21st, 2012, when there is an influx of incredible energy. We ourselves are creating a new world, and that understanding becomes more and more clear through the messages of science. The simple idea of mind over matter can be expressed in giving a person a sugar pill saying, this will make you all better. This will heal all ills. And because someone believes it, the appearance of illness falls away. And as we approach uh, this incredible day, also confusion falls away as more and more humans understand the power of our minds, and that we ourselves are co-creators. Why did we forget? So that we could understand the dream projected, and what is to be harvested, the recognition of the dream. Through understanding the power of the mind, people have been able, particularly those who are well-versed in meditation, they are able to affect the bodily processes. There are some people who literally eat the sun and do not eat any food, and their bodies are healthy and well. And there are others who control their blood pressure and respiration through the process of meditation. That potential is within each of us to call upon the seed of wellness, the seed of goodness, the seed of joy within. We've also seen a, a 
a type of hypnosis where people believe they're being burned when they are not only because they were told it is so. And so these days we may hear uh, words from the newspapers and other places that are not coherent or consistent with your direct knowledge of the heart. And you observe those words and those actions as a forgetful moment, a notion that has not fully recalled its unity in the field of love and harmony. When there arises those appearances of forgetfulness, let us encourage one another that yes, our thought, speech, and action is indeed making a difference. And when friends say, well, how do you know? Remind them of the work of Dr. Emoto that uh, through people's good thoughts or not so good thoughts, changes could be observed in the water. And many of us have done the experiment with living plants where we send love and where we ignore another plant. And so it is clear there is an interaction of our thought, word, and action with the environment. And this is the time to energize our wisdom potential as human beings. When we decide not to uh, accept wrong views, we become like the child who says, hey, look, he's naked. He has no clothes on. How is it others are hypnotized to believe things are in a certain way? It is through accepting a certain view. We decide, we choose what it is that is arising in our lives. Some people may think, oh, karma, it is a bad thing. Cause and effect is also a real thing. And when we acknowledge the cause of kindness, when we acknowledge the methods that transform confusion, and we skillfully address those methods and apply them in our lives with the aha, it is so, with this mind, with this view, we bring good results. So it is not just a airy-fairy thing, nor is it just a thought of those who meditate. Also, it is understood by scientists around the world and even is considered by militaries around the world that human beings have powers of mind and through this power of mind we can transform confusion and bring about good results. 
So what are the seeds you've planted? You have a human body. That means you are worthy of all good. You have a mind that inquires. That means you may see behind the illusion. You have the commitment to understand and to express love. Therefore, you are the harvester of good things. With your positive thoughts, with our positive thoughts, we can replace the illusions of negative thoughts, the illusion of fear, of blame. We can, from the very root, extract the essence of that fear and see behind it its awakening potential. So what do people fear? Uh, loud noises, falling down, not having enough. When we reach within and recognize what we have, then the illusion of not enough falls away. Just as the water changes and the plant is sustained with love, we can have love for that wisdom potential, that field of energy within us and its pervasiveness and its touching every being. And therefore, we can love that every being. Why? Because where there is the sound of one person crying is also the expression of one's own tears. Where there is one person hungry, there is withholding of abundance and one's own hunger for understanding or something that appears outside. Basic needs, food, water, safe place, these are met. How are they met? By understanding that the universe will give continuously and that we ourselves have an impact upon the harvest. Uh, many years ago at Findhorn, people connected with the essence of the plants and the essence of the land. You could call that the pervasive energy of love. And through this connection, the harvest was incredible. The cabbages were beautifully huge. There are no limits to what we can have and do. In Mark uh, chapter 11, verse 24, Jesus Christ said, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Limitations are not mentioned. Limitations are abdication, a separation from that wisdom of love and manifestation within. So 
subconscious mind and the universe doesn't distinguish between positive and negative thoughts. Whatever you are giving energy to is what arises. So, uh, universe hears you saying, oh, not enough, not enough. Universe replies and gives appearance of not enough. Universe hears you saying, how wonderful, how grand, how beauteous the land, how wise and joyful the people and their awakening. And this arises, and it is so. So we don't want for anything because all is here. When we want, it means it is somewhere else. And as long as we are wanting it, the desire for it is keeping it somewhere else. When we accept that, oh, it is here, and I am grateful. There it is. Here it is. Right now. So, sometimes we think, but they manifest my desire. Well, we are indeed manifesting continuously. And when we think manifest my desire, still separating from the abundance of what is. Let us recognize what we receive. Let us understand it is continuously given. All things arise through the interaction within the field of potential, the interaction of our speech, our thought, and action, and most importantly, the choices we make. Do we choose to honor each human being? Do we choose to honor the gift that has been given us of life? Ah, to say thank you. This is to gather the abundance of what is. So as a younger person, a young man once brought to me a, a one or two page essay. And it was uh, from an organization that I don't think exists anymore. And it basically showed how by thinking certain thoughts, uh, one conditioned oneself to be in a certain state or place. By acknowledging where we are and the potential arising within us and seeing the gifts received, then joy, abundance, accomplishment are revealed. So how do you handle this in the everyday world? Consider how your 
actions will benefit family, clan, nation, the land, all beings. I understand the power of our speech. Allow confusion to fall away and believe, yes, we can do this. Yes, we are doing this. Yes, it is made manifest. So at first, when we conceptualize, visualize, standing at the doorway of a familiar place, at first we have just a dream. And then as that vision grows larger within our heart, our thoughts, words, and actions are united with the goal. And we see that physical world and what arises in the physical world is not separate from our own heart. So many have uh, a little uncertainty with the concept of mind and matter interrelated. Think again of the magic sugar pill that cures all ills. A placebo, yet it works because someone believes it works. Do you know your purpose? Do you understand why you have come here as an explorer in the field? What is your unique ability as an explorer in the field? Know these things and you understand the dance of creation that is ongoing within. Here we are now, human beings on the cusp of something grand and wonderful. So what was found uh, at the Collider in Switzerland, they say the Higgs Volks God particle is actually an expression and a finding of an infinite field of possibility, an infinite field of potential. We have not a need to draw from the small world view of uh, burning materials such as coal and oil. From this infinite field, uh, zero, point energy, we may draw from the vastness of space all that we need. And it is not outside, it is happening within. So the world of beauty, it is arising because people like each of us, we have chosen to look behind the mirror and see the makings of the dream and to energize the accomplishment of wisdom and cooperation because we understand the power and the potential of our minds and we give thanks and we take care that we cause no harm. How wonderful that we find each other 
I hope these simple words of this great-grandmother remind you it's inside, it's inside each of us, direct access. And so just as there are octaves in the realm of music and chemistry, simultaneously we exist in myriad realms. Let our attention be aware that we are co-creators of this dream. Wado. So, if people would like to ask questions, is that appropriate now? Yes, it is. So, people can, on the phone, they can press star 2. People can also type in questions, so you have both options there. And uh, I'll, I'll give folks a moment. I'll pose a question while people are doing their, getting ready for their questions. And Venerable, I so appreciated what you shared about visualization and conceptualizing. And um, I, I wanted to ask a, a question around the, the seeing yourself standing in the doorway. And um, because one thought that I had as you were speaking, I wasn't sure if you intended it, but I in the visualization, if we are seeing ourselves standing in the doorway and then like looking out and seeing the ideal being made manifest? As we are stepping through the doorway, a familiar doorway, as if we are leaving our home to go about our usual day, conceptualize, visualize, energize that which you choose to accomplish for the benefit of all. And you so, see, you literally see in your mind's eye and you feel it in your bones, uh, that state of it having been accomplished. Mm -hmm. So as you step through the door, you step into the accomplishment. See yourself stepping through the door into the accomplishment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... A couple of questions. I can also imagine that as you literally physically step through the door day after day or many times through the day, that it can be um, like uh, every time you do that, it's a, a reminder that you're, and you might even not consciously be aware of it, but you're energizing, I step through the door into my accomplishment. Yes. And um, I noticed as you were sharing uh, about sharing the benefits and holding that in your mind as well, that there was there was nothing in what you shared about getting something. <clears throat> <There's> <laughs> not... <laughs> because so often when 
new thought teachers, spiritual teachers, new age teachers, or people talk about visualizing, they're talking about fantasizing about getting something. And this is this is very different from that. Yep. Because the, to get something means you don't recognize you have. Yes. And very often people approach their life that they're giving to get things, don't you think? What does that mean? Well, that um, instead of sharing the benefits for the good of all, I'm giving you this so you'll give me that. I'm giving to get something. Yeah, that's trade and business. Yeah, the actualization and the harvesting of our wisdom potential is recognizing that we are one in a field and there is vast potential and that together we are actualizing an ideal, whether it is uh, an ideal of the awakened Buddha mind, uh, the dignified human being, a righteous human being, Christ mind, whatever is the uh, religious template or mind view, there it is sustained or it arises from this infinite field of potential. So every time we visualize sharing the benefits and that we already have and we're demonstrating that we already have this awakened potential, we're lifting the field for everyone. All the boats rise on the tide. Oh, yes. <laughs> Great analogy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I'm sure I can see, oh, yes, other people have questions here. So um, Molly Lee is on the line, and she has written in a question. She says, my uncle is in palliative care and is expected to transition soon. Besides being present and making him comfortable, are there any specific things such as visualizations or mantras that could help facilitate his journey. Thank you. Yes, when we have the good fortune to be present as uh, someone is making a transition, uh, it is wise to remind them of the joyful moments and invite them to recall the joy in their lives and also to remind them that their physical body is composed of elements and those elements are part of a field and that while they will take off the robe of the human body, the exploration continues. And um, the um, Amita Buddha chant are helpful if that person is familiar with the Amita Buddha uh, and also the Heart Sutra is helpful 
even the Dharani of the Heart Sutra, Gati Gati Parda Gati Parasangati Bodhiswaha. So yes, these are helpful. Thank you. And Barry is on the line. I'm going to unmute him. He has a question. Go ahead, Barry. I'm um, remembering about five years ago um, trying to um, uh, embrace or um, contact, experience um, some teachings on time travel. Oh, yeah. And that was around my 60th birthday, and yesterday was my 66th, and I was struck how much um, you were uh, um, speaking of a relating or um, transmitting exercises in time travel, and it, it had a, a somewhat, well, it had a more concrete feeling um, and in particular, you know, if you say, uh, seek and you shall find, or um, the, the, uh, the posture, um, uh, see it happening, see that it already happened. Um, the, the, lingu the linguistics and the grammar of what we call prophecy in Hebrew scripture what is translated as future tense, this will happen, is stated as a certainty that it already occurred. And yes, also in Cherokee. Uh-huh. So it, yes, it, it, it's happening it, now. And those righteous beings of the past, whose songs continue in the now, the very speech itself and the grammar remind us that we are united in a field of infinite potential, infinite light. And remembering how you would say, wipe from your mind and your speech the thought of self and other. And uh, there's an elder rabbi, uh, Eurydice, my wife knows, who's written on Kabbalah and um, speaks very clearly um, in terms of the light and um, very, very, um, very similar threads. It just ha happens becoming now. And we celebrate your 65th birthday. I celebrate it with you. Well, 
mm-hmm. those who will be in Lancaster, New Hampshire, we got a DJ for four hours Saturday night so we can dance too. <laughs> Wonderful. So the stepping in the doorway is also a sense of time travel as the mind in the relative experience of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and in the planning stages of harvesting its natural wisdom potential, the doorway is also the time machine. It's being here, creating the future, pulling the best of the past. It's one, 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 one space, one time. Yes. All right. Thank you, Barry. Thank you. And we have Ann Lucas has a question. Ann? Hello, Ann. I don't hear you. At least not on the telephone. <laughs> I think she might be figuring out how to unmute her phone or something. Now, now are you hearing me? Oh, there you are. Oh, good. I couldn't figure this out. I didn't know what I did wrong. <laughs> Um, I, uh, you know, I, I love these teachings. Um, they're so valuable. Um, I find that the whole thing of observing my mind, uh, seeing my thoughts as thoughts, not as truth, um, is empowering for me to try to detach from that, um, the dialogue that is always, um, sort of playing. And um, my question really has to do with I, um, I had an experience where I was feeling very frightened and I just kept over and over and over doing uh, a supplication to Jing Ten. I don't say it right, Sumgum, you know, the founder of the Drunking lineage. And I saw so clearly um, His Holiness Drunking, I don't know, Chetsing Rinpoche, and I know that his health has not been good and I was wondering how he was. He is resting well in Dharamsala, and uh, he he's been an incredible expression of skillful Buddha activity. Uh, the Drikung order was almost lost through the Chinese uh, revolution and uh, big changes uh, that were made in Tibet and. Many teachings were literally destroyed with the monasteries and the teachers dispersed. And he painstakingly traveled around the world finding wherever there were copies of different texts. And he traveled around finding tokus who hold the essence of different teachings. And so he and these uh, years, beginning when he was 32, he has re 
vacant, uh, a whole lineage and a subset lineage. And so uh, we all send him waves of appreciation and support for his well-being and his long life. He has done so much, and uh, may he feel our appreciation. So he is resting well. I have the deepest appreciation for him sort of coming to me in a time when I was feeling very frightened and just sort of appearing as I was doing that um, supplication. And so I know his uh, his spirit is working in the world because it was really working for me. So I have great, uh, you know, great, great gratitude. And I was just wondering how he was doing. Um, I pray for his health. And I also wanted to ask if you would be doing any teaching in person in Vermont. Um, yes. Uh, look, at, uh, I'll do POA teachings uh, for those. Uh, it's going to be just uh, two days, uh, more POA practice. Um, and look on the website. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you. No, I'd, I'd love to come up. Thank you. All right. Yeah. And Anne, while you're on the line, I'm going to ask you if you'll lead us in the long life prayer at the end. Sure. Of course I will. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, Venerable, we have two people who have written in questions. Jerry writes, what can we do with our feelings when we're looking up at the chemtrails in the sky? Yes. Um, certainly the chemtrails in the sky and uh, the feelings that arise let us give rise to the feeling of transformation that the elements themselves bring the what is poisonous to resolution mm. um, this was something that uh, many elders would say uh, that even poison could be turned uh, to something uh, not poisonous. And certainly the work of uh, Dr. Moto with uh, polluted water uh, gives a key and an indication of a potential method for working with chemtrails in the sky to see those chemtrails immediately resolve into harmless uh, components. And there are also um, biodynamic devices that people build. Um, you can uh, look online. Uh, there are, uh, some are called organ generators and uh, pipes that also dispel uh, and transform those chemicals so they cause no harm. Of course, it begins with our thought that what appears as poison may its antidote instantly be revealed and may what appears as poison become sweet water and we also have a practice with the 
offering of water that uh, you can download from sunray.org. And during that practice, we make prayers that the poisons that are in the atmosphere, that they too may be transformed into sweet waters of remembrance of our pristine state. So, better no fear, more determination that it shall be, it is transformed into sweet waters of pristine state. Venerable, you've mentioned Dr. Emoto's work twice today, and uh, I was meaning to share with you later a recent movie I saw. You can watch it on YouTube, and you can also watch it on Netflix. It's a documentary, and uh, it's very good. It's called Water, colon, The Great Mystery. Ah, thank you. And um, there are, uh, it's it's full of scientific research, including a Nobel Prize winner and uh, Dr. Emoto, and I think everyone listening would enjoy it very, very much. It's quite um, uplifting and uh, very well done documentary, Water, the Great Mystery. And um, again, you can watch it on YouTube or you can get it at Netflix. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we have a question here from Trisha, and she writes, how do I find my life purpose? Consider those moments when you feel great ease, great joy. That is a indication. What are you doing when there is complete ease? Are you cooking? Are you crocheting? Are you painting? Are you writing? Are you sharing a thought that lists another? What are those moments in which you feel great ease? They reveal your mission and your purpose. Beautiful. I think that that helps us all. And uh, we have uh, Shan Waters on the line. I'm going to unmute Shan. Good evening, Venerable. Can you hear me? Good evening, Shan. Good evening, everyone else, too. Um, Venerable, I was. I love the image of the doorway. You know, uh, in my own work, I I love that image as an artist and. Um, so I, I love that uh, example that you gave. And going back to that discussion that you were having with Jennifer earlier, um, I was wondering if you could expand or if you would be so kind as to expand a little bit on the word accomplishment that you were using with standing in the doorway and stepping into your accomplishment. Yes. Accomplishment is to integrate and express your gifts, your mission, and the potential of wisdom and skillful activity. 
So when you're young, you want to accomplish certain things, your education, your finding your partner, this or that. And then as you get older, you wish to accomplish perhaps uh, teaming one's mind, uh, seeing behind the appearance of confusion to unwind it and see the wisdom potential in each situation. So the ultimate accomplishment is the recognition of your natural luminous state. And then there are stages along the way. Beautiful. Thank you. So, star two, if anybody on the phone has a question, and since no one's asking a question, I'm going to ask a question. Venerable, you um, spoke tonight about the uh, winter solstice and the end of the Mayan calendar. You made a reference to this uh, expansive time. Is there something that uh, is important for us to be doing to prepare for this? Is there something for us that we should hold in our minds or be doing in particular to make use of this energy that's coming in? Yes, the first thing would be to take a negativity fast. That uh, any time there appears a negative thought, to quickly replace it with the ideal. Even with our speech, which we can continuously learn to correct, to take note of uh, cultural conditioning of speech and to make correction. Now, people tell me all the time that they find this incredibly hard to do, and I I remember feeling that way myself. So, would they? Do you have recommendations about people using the visualization of seeing themselves being able to? speak to people where normally it might be very difficult for them to remain peaceful, to speak and have conversations that are very peaceful and beneficial, and to use visualization in this way? That is a helpful tool to understand that how we visualize our meetings and conceptualize our meetings is helpful. What is most important to remember is that we are in charge of our mind, our responses, our actions, and others have a choice as well. And what is most important is to visualize ourselves in a state of uh, loving equanimity. And what about for people who are uh, challenged with feeling addicted to something? How can they use visualization to uh, free themselves from that addiction? 
to see themselves in that state of freedom and also to unravel what it is, mostly it is love that people really want. Mm. One thing that is uh, has been coming up so much lately, more than ever before it seems, is that people feel unworthy of love and yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, how can we say it is a an echo of these times? Uh, it was used as a tool of education to be better than or less than another, uh, and many people feel they are less worthy of love or or through the uh, ignorance of those who were close to them in the early years. And ultimately, the antidote is within the heart to understand uh, I am sitting here, standing here, questioning, exploring. All of the elements have aligned within me in such a way that I can question. Obviously, uh, I am worthy. Yes, I I I seem to uh, have come in contact with a lot of people lately who um, were very harshly treated and came to think that there was something uh, wrong with them and that's why they were treated that way and uh, they have this strong belief of unworthiness it's like it's in their cellular structure um it's it's a a song a vibration that uh, is promulgated by those who experience self-hatred. And the antidote is love. I am here. I'm questioning. I'm observing. I am worthy of love. And it can begin in a simple way by simply looking in the mirror in the morning and saying, Look at you, your eyes are bright. How wonderful. Uh, To replace that uh, old song, Echo Vibration, with the song you choose. Beautiful. And also um, to we give we make offerings for people who are far away, who may be hungry. We make offerings of water that the rain may fall upon the dry fields and bring forth abundant crops. And I think that uh, a, a good exercise would be uh, 
a cup of loving kindness that you pour upon your head, your face, your hands, your feet, that you yourself pour loving kindness upon the incredible human body, the robe that you wear. As you're saying that, it feels so lovely to think of that, and I I hear uh, the voice of Thich Nhat Hanh saying, "Darling, sweetheart." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth is, I I now know why old ladies call people darling. <laughs> it's not just because we sometimes forget names; it's because uh, you people really are very wonderful and and need to feel it, and need to hear it, and need to know it. Mm. And the more we can invite another to recognize the the sweetness we feel in knowing them, the more we sustain the loving appreciation within ourselves and them. Yes, and what a sweet note for us to conclude on. How wonderful. So well, no one... Jennifer, thank you again. I pray these words reveal the wisdom that is in each of you, that you remember you are heaven and earth, you are the infinite universe, and may that wisdom potential be expressed with joy, joy, and more joy in all that each of you do. Anne, I unmuted you so you can lead us now in the long life prayer, please. Okay. Emanation of rainbow light, Dharma wisdom, three fires bright. Guide upon the beauty road, calling all to see. Crystal reflection, boundless compassion, caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters. May your mission be accomplished. May we assist you in the light. May you receive many blessings and live a long, good life. We thank you, Dahani Yawahu, gift to the people, great mystery, great lady of the Buddha families, who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings, blessed of the Vajradakini. May your life, Dahani Yawahu, Ever remain firm and long. Thank you. And good night to each of you.